Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm a mentor, four times author, leader of my Bold Darling Mastermind for female entrepreneurs, retreat host, and I've gotten to host this podcast for five years. As with all of my work, this show is to serve female entrepreneurs who want to optimize their energy and their mindsets in order to build the businesses and lives of their dreams. I've walked this entrepreneurial path for 11 years now, and I can tell you that there is a way to have a business you love and still have the space and time for all the other parts of your life that make you, you. Whether your number one priority right now is to scale your business, upgrade your finances, rediscover yourself, find more energy, get more organized, reconnect with yourself, or build a life and or business that's more aligned for you, or all of the above, I am here as your guide on the show to help you make it a reality. Listen in on my dulcet Irish tones as I share tales from the front line of my business and mentoring, behind the scenes insights on how I'm approaching life and business, and speak with brilliant expert guests. Search The Lorraine Murphy Show wherever you get your podcasts. A new episode drops every Friday. Subscribe to make sure you always catch the freshest episodes. Let's dive in to this week's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Lorraine Murphy Show. Now, if you don't already know, in February, on the 13th and 14th of February, I am hosting my first Bold Brilliance Strategy Retreat. So it's two days. It's obviously hosted by me, but I've got some brilliant special guests. I've got my seven-figure mentees coming to do a really intimate no holds barred panel conversation. I've also got the wonderful clinical hypnotherapist Rachel Crether coming in to guide us through a visualization to meet your future self. It's going to be super cool. And I have got it absolutely packed with workshops and training sessions, which are pretty much the very best bits of my one-on-one mentoring. So one session, for example, is going to be stepping you through how to design a business model that not just gives you commercial success, but also gives you energy and gives you space. And I really see it. I was describing it to someone yesterday on a call. It's actually more of an energy management model for me in my business than it is a commercial model. So I'm really, really excited to share that. We're also going to be talking about energy management. So I'm going to be guiding the group through a model that I have only worked with a handful of my one-on-one mentees with so far. And it's really a way of the spiritual side of energy management. How do you show up for all the different elements of you day to day and give each of those elements that the love that they, they deserve? So that's the energy management piece. We'll be doing lots of get shit done time. So being able to really <laughs> get the rubber to hit the road uh, with me in the room with you. So if there's tasks, for example, that you've been procrastinating on that are very much sitting as part of your annual strategy, you will actually get to work on them with that collective energy of other women in the room who are doing the very same thing. Get shit done time is very, very powerful. So it's really an opportunity towards the start of 2024 to give yourself an epic strategic kickstart, but also an energetic kickstart and have the chance to be in rooms with women who match your future. There was one of our Bold Darling speakers last year talked about the importance of being in rooms with women who match your future. And so many women who have already booked for Bold Brilliance have told me that that's what they're seeking this year. They want to extend their networks. They want to 
really have that feeling, that energy of having women like them around them because it can be a lonely road running a business and not everyone has the incredible gift that I have of having friends who also have their own businesses. So this is really an opportunity if you are looking to to make some more business besties this year and maybe make a couple of your first business besties. It's a really beautiful opportunity to be in this room. And I know quite a few of the women who are coming and they are. There are two ticket prices available. So there's a standard ticket, which obviously gets you the two-day event and morning and afternoon tea and all the things, the playbook. And the VIP ticket then gives you a follow-up one-hour, one-on-one session with me, which is something I don't actually offer. So that's a real money can't buy one there. And there's also a beautiful VIP dinner on the evening, the, the first evening of the event, which is with me, other VIP guests, and also our speakers as well. So really special opportunity to hang out more informally with me and also with our speakers as well. So that one is happening, as I said, it's happening 13th and 14th of February, and you can get tickets via the link in the show notes. All right, I'm about to kick in to this week's episode, which is a Dear Lorraine episode. So stand by for this week's reader question. Hi. Okay. This week's Dear Lorraine question comes from a listener who says, how to navigate your own life passions and goals when husband is content and not as ambitious? So I love that I have been asked this question because (laughs) this is one I have been asked so many times, whether it's from one-on-one mentees, in my DMs, uh, in my Ask Me Anything episodes, it's come up a lot. So I want to, as I start into my response to this question, to touch on the idea of comparison here, because it is so easy to compare everything our lives in our lives, but most especially our partners with the partners of others. And I just want to share a little anecdote from just a few days ago as I'm recording this episode. So we are having friends over for, we call it dinner, so lunch and dinner in the afternoon and in the week in the run-up to this we have just come back from Spain so Wade is busting a gut finding us a house he is pretty much house hunted full-time to get us a house locked in he supported me in doing both my VIP days which basically means I leave the house at 8 a.m and I come back at 8 p.m or even later twice last week we went out for coffee on Saturday morning as a family and Wilder had a pooey nappy and he took one for the team and went out and changed them. There was no, it was one of these like really old like Sydney style cafes where there's no, there's one tiny little toilet, like a lean-to outside in the back of the cafe. So he changed Wilder out in the courtyard. And I will say that he then did another poo when I changed the second one. So I wasn't completely remiss on the day. And he unpacked the shopping with me. We went, did the grocery shopping together and we unpacked the shopping together with me. He made sure the kids were fed at the markets while I was doing our big produce shop. He was great, okay? So, Saturday afternoon, we are having dinner with our friends and our friends bought two dozen oysters, brought two dozen oysters because it's like our favorite thing to enjoy together as, you know, a foursome. So they bring us oysters and our friend is explaining, our friend Sean is explaining how the oysters were semi-shucked. So it was like they were half-shucked and then we had to take the shell off and then kind of prize out the, the last little piece of kind of muscle, sorry if you're not an oysters eater, in order to release the oyster so we could eat the oyster. So it's a little bit tricky. 
And our friend parked the two huge trays of oysters in front of him and Wade, who were sitting beside each other. And then my friend Leela and I, so Sean's partner, were on the opposite side. And Sean proceeded to prepare Leela's oysters and like pass her an oyster at a time. And he said to Wade, hey, dude, come on, you need to do this too. So Wade did it for maybe four oysters and then got bored, completely distracted and just fed himself oysters. And I'm sitting there going, fucking hell, why does Sean feed Leela oysters and Wade doesn't feed me oysters? Completely forgetting all of the amazing things he had done that week. So I really wanted to start this episode on the topic of comparison because I do get this question a lot because Wade and I do like goal setting together. And whenever I do share us doing joint goal setting or even joint weekly planning, I get the question, around, oh, how do you get Wade to do this? How do, you, how do you get him to do it? So I just want to be very conscious of comparison, not saying everyone's comparing their partners against Wade, but just generally, you know, how we do do, do that. So I want to touch on that. Okay. As I said, I have been asked this question so many times over the years. So I hope that that brings you some reassurance and in me sharing that, that if you're experiencing this where maybe you feel like you're more of a inverted commas go-getter than your partner, uh, maybe you want to set goals, they're just not really interested. Maybe you're looking at the five to 10 year vision. They're not really interested in anything beyond tomorrow. And just to let you know that that you're not on your own in that yet. It is something, it's quite a common challenge that I will have communicated to me from, from my community. So here's what I say. When a mentee shares it to me or someone asks me in a, in a, a group event or training, there's some things that I will share, a couple of points that I will share. So first of all, it's to be mindful of the oxygen in a relationship. And I'm going to speak to myself on my experience when I had built, started, built, sold my first business and I was back in startup mode with this second business that you're encountering me in with today. Hello. And Wade was in the midst of his own startup at the same time. So we were both in startup land. It was incredibly intense and there was little to no oxygen, spare oxygen, because these two startups, it's almost like a fire you know, you're trying to get a, st- a fire started and it just needs all that oxygen just to get started. We both needed that at the same time. And it put a huge amount of pressure on our relationship and meant that we couldn't actually support each other, if that makes sense, because we were both so focused on getting these fledgling businesses off the ground. I mean, in retrospect, it was absolutely insane that we tried to do that. And never mind the fact that we also had a baby Alongside all of this, Lexi was six months old when I sold my first business and Wade was about a year, I think, into his first business. So I guess what I'm saying here is it can actually be a blessing if we are with a partner who is not as gung-ho as we are because it means that there is more oxygen for the partner who is the more gung-ho one, if that makes sense. And I really loved, Wade shared with me many, many years ago. It was a colleague of his in the army and him and his wife, she was not in the army, had this agreement that they would have like a two, every two years they would have a relay race. So I don't mean an actual relay race, but for two years, it would be all about his career and they would move to, you know, God knows wherever they needed to go in order for him to pursue, to, to progress his army career. And then for two years after that, it was about her career. So they would almost like flip between each other. And I really thought that was beautiful and smart and I didn't know it at the time, but it was very, 
there was an awareness there to the oxygen in the relationship and, you know, for the individuals as well. So I wonder if it can actually be a gift if your partner isn't super goal orientated, because it does mean that you've got more oxygen to pursue your goals. I love in the <clears throat> the question that you said to this listener who asked this question, you said that your husband is contented. And I would imagine you know, being with someone who's bringing that contentment energy would be really reassuring and really stabilizing and very grounding. I wonder if you would agree, given that obviously you're, you're the one in the marriage or the relationship. So I just want to put a couple of exceptions on this, okay, exemptions. So I would say that this can be a blessing if one of these two situations isn't applicable. So one, that your partner is flat out just not supportive of your growth and your goals. And I think it's normal for a partner to have concerns about certain goals or certain elements. But I think of in the main, if a partner is not supportive, then that would be a really big concern for me. The other exception that I would give to this is if you find that lack of ambition, that lack of interest in planning forward to be just unattractive. That's, of course, a problem as well. And that's probably a whole other conversation and probably <laughs> a conversation to be held within the container of therapy, which I'm, I'm a huge fan of. So that's the first point I want to make just around the whole idea of the oxygen. And maybe it's actually a good thing if one of you isn't so, as I said, gung-ho, rah-rah-rah energy, because it enables the other partner to have more oxygen to go and pursue what it is that they want to pursue. The second thing that I will share to a mentee or community member when they share this concern with me is to share the why with your partner. So what if they are not naturally inclined towards goal setting and planning and all the things, what is the why, you know, what is in it for them essentially? So for example, is the why that you can go and create something that will generate a lot more income for your family or it will enable you to do more things as a family, or it will mean that you feel more happy and more fulfilled and you're just generally nicer to live with. So what is the why? You know, Really helping them see, yes, I want to do this. I know that it's not naturally your space to, to also want to do this, but if we do do this, it will have X, Y, Z consequences and hopefully you know, positive benefits. So I think that could be a really, really good thing to think about as well. And as part of that exploring what is their block towards maybe thinking bigger or planning forward? So is it potentially that they just don't have the time? It's just not a priority on their time right now. Is it that maybe you've got kids and they feel very all-consuming and your partner just doesn't have the bandwidth, you know, the brain calories to actually focus on thinking about anything beyond where you're at right now? Is it because it will require effort? It's a stretch, it's a behavioral stretch for them and it's going to require effort that they don't really see the need, which is when we come back to, to, to sharing the why with them, taking them on the journey. Is it potentially financial that they are so focused right now on bringing in income for your household that this isn't a priority for them right now? So I think if you can try to unlock what the blocks are as well, they're preventing them. Maybe they think they're going to get sucked into a five-hour strategy session that they will never feel like they can ever get out of it. So maybe there's something around placing some time parameters on that. So some considerations around that as well. The third thought that I have in response to this question is like playing to your strengths. And I guess this is kind of related to the oxygen piece as well. So maybe one of you is very big picture 
Whereas the other, and, and is really good at planning a strategy and, and planning a game plan, but maybe the other one of you is very good at doing the day-to-day showing up and implementing and making that plan happen. So I think if you could try and explore your relationship and your partner and how you both interact together and see, okay, this isn't a strength of theirs, maybe the goal setting, the, the, the dreaming big, but it is mine. So how can they support me in that? How can we do this together and get to a really good outcome that we both feel really contented with? And I love the whole idea. Oh, what's the book? It's a business book called Rocket Fuel. And in it, there's two authors who co-author the book. They talk about the need in every business to have a visionary. So that person who can see the big picture, who can dream big, who can see the potential of the future, but also then to have an integrator by their side. So you've got your visionary, who's the think big person, and you've got your integrator, who's the person who makes that vision come to life. So maybe the dynamic of your relationship it is that you are the visionary and your partner is the implementer and they do a kick-ass job and a way better job than you could potentially do in that particular space. And the last point that I want to make, and holy shit, this is so much harder said, easier said than done, it's to surrender. <laughs> I think as women, we spend an inordinate, inordinate amount of time trying to improve our partners and make them the version of them that we think they can be. But ultimately, we can only control our own behavior and our own reactions to things. It's that whole deal of the idea of the sphere of influence. We are our own sphere of influence. We cannot control anyone else. So I think there is definitely an element of surrender in where you are at right now. And rather than channeling your energy into trying to make a partner someone that they're not and potentially don't want to be, Instead, channeling that energy into your goals and what you want to make happen. And if they join you at some point on that path, just considering that a bonus. So I think there's something around, I guess, acceptance and surrendering to the relationship and the person that you are with right now. And as I've said, I'm a huge believer in therapy. So if this is something that you really find is is getting in on you and causing an ongoing problem, then strongly suggest exploring therapy together just to really get to the bottom of it and figure out a way of moving forward together that works for both of you. So sending love. Thank you so much for asking that question. As I said, it's a very, very common one. And I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to dedicate this episode to addressing it. So as always, please do send your dear Lorraine questions through. I I tend to do shout outs every couple of months when I batch a few episodes of these together. But if you do have a burning Dear Lorraine episode question, request that you would like me to address, please do drop me a DM on Instagram at Lorraine Murphy Mentor. Thank you. Okay, that was this week's Dear Lorraine question. I really, really hope you enjoyed my response to that. And as always, that you got some nuggets from it, even if it's not an experience that you're currently having, that there were some insights there that will serve you in your life and potentially business and career as well. Thank you so much for joining this week's episode. I will, as always, be back with you again next Friday. And quick reminder again that my Bold Brilliance Strategy Retreat is happening on the 13th and 14th of February. So if you're after a massive strategic and energetic kickstart for the year ahead and to really sail into 2024 feeling crystal clear on who you are, who your business is and what you're going to go and make happen with it this year, it is absolutely the place for you to be. So sending lots of love and I'll chat to you again next Friday. 
I loved having you join me for this week's episode. Please do connect with me on Instagram at Lorraine Murphy Mentor and visit my website lorrainemurphy.com.au for tons of free resources and my reading list of all my favorite books. It would mean the absolute world if you could subscribe and share episodes you love with those that you love. Thank you for listening. Thank you.